Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Yeah, this is John Leon from White Wizard, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Hey, this is Eric from White Wizard, and you're listening to Talking Metal. This is Anthony from Earache Records, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Greetings, O Earthlings. It's Villa from Finnish band called Him, and at the moment you have the pleasure of enjoying Talking Metal. Hey, this is John Five from Rob Zombie, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Hey, this is Evan Seinfeld from Democracy and Biohazard. And you're listening to Talking Metal Podcast. Hi, this is Andrea. And this is Chris from Lacuna Coil. And you're listening to Talking Metal. Check it out. Hi, this is Jeff Tate from Queensryche, and you're listening to Talking Metal. God bless America. Hey, this is your blood brother of the American dream, Ted Nugent, celebrating the American rock and roll dream on Talking Metal. Live it up. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Randy from Lamb of God, and you're listening to Talking Metal. This is Joey Belladonna from Anthrax, and you're listening to Talking Metal. This is Kevin Roy from Mastery, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Hey, what's up? This is Brad from Two Days Grace, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Hey, this is Nick from Black Label Society, you're listening to Talking Metal. Yeah, this is JD from Black Label Society, you're listening to Talking Metal. This is Tyler Fire from the Brothers Grimm Side Show, the world's greatest collection of freaks, wonders, and human curiosities, and you will fit right in because you are listening to Talking Metal. Yo, what's up? This is Shavo from System of Down, and you listen to Talking Metal. Hey, this is Teddy Zigzag, and you'll be listening to Talking Metal. Hey, this is Matt from Velvet Revolver, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Hey, this is Vinny Paul from Pantera, Damage Plan, and Rebel Meets Rebel, and you're kicking ass and listening to Talking Metal right here. Yo, what's up, boys and girls? This is Frank Bella from Anthrax, and you are now listening to Talking Metal. Turn it up! Hey, this is Rob Zombie, you're listening to Talking Metal. Hey, this is Casey Chaos from Amen, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Hi, this is Phil Cohen from Def Leppard, and you're listening to Talking Metal. This is the Count from Count's Customs in Vegas, and you are listening to Talking Metal. Turn it up! Hey, Metalheads, this is Christina from Lacuna Coil, and you're listening to TalkingMetal.com. Hey, this is Bruce Kulick, and you're listening to the best Talking Metal. Hey, this is Sal, the stockbroker from the Howard Stern Show, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Hey, what's up? This is Jeremy Kling from the app, and you're listening to Talking Metal. This is Chris. And Maria from In This Moment, and you're listening to Talking Metal. All right. Hey, this is Chris from Lamb of God, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Hello, this is Tony Iommi, and you're listening to Talking Metal. This is John Schaefer from Ice Earth, and you are listening to Talking Metal. Hi, this is Ozzy Osbourne, and you're listening to Talking Metal. 
This is Grace Made in Metal rhythm guitar from Judas Priestess. And this is Militia lead vocals in Judas Priestess. And you're listening, listening to, to Talking, Talking Metal. Metal. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you guys. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Talking Metal, hanging out here at the Lamp Post in Jersey City, New Jersey with Mark Striegel. Yes, a big Talking Metal toast. Guys, pick up a Talking Metal t-shirt. They're available on TalkingMetal.com in the store section. And no check doubt. out the wire section. We're, we're uploading a lot of new content to that. There's great reviews. Uh, Victor over in Spain did a review uh, that's up there of White Wizard's uh, record. And we actually have the guys from White Wizard on the podcast today. Absolutely. We have been friends with Eric for a long time because he was a listener of Talking Metal. Yeah, and he had a great band called Overloaded, but yeah. he is in this amazing band, which uh, really yeah, people no are, doubt. can't stop talking about this band. This band is called White Wizard, yeah, and they, they bring back the true spirit of heavy metal. So uh, definitely go download Anything and everything White Wizard off of iTunes. Definitely. We had the honor of checking out this band at the Gramercy Theater. It might be called the Blender Theater. I'm not even yeah. sure what the place is called anymore. But uh, really cool place in New York. Fun place because what's so cool is the band just hangs out in the downstairs bar half the time. Most of the bands who play there right. all kind of hang out downstairs. and uh, They did a gig with Swashbuckle, actually. Yeah, Swashbuckle, our yeah. friends, and just we you know had a blast with them. And the concert was unbelievable. Yeah, and they let us inter- intro them when they right, came out Right, which was really, really so cool. A lot of fun. Yeah. So big thanks to Eric, Wyatt, John, all the guys in uh, White Wizard. Yeah, no doubt. Great guys and... Uh, Definitely go support these guys. Buy White Wizard on iTunes. We'll have uh, links that will open up your iTunes and take you directly to the new White Wizard record, which is on Earache Records. Yeah, no doubt about it. Cool. Let's get into a little White Wizard, followed by our interview. Guys, welcome to Talking Metal. We're here at the Gramercy Theater in New York City, one of my favorite venues. 
Mark and I are lucky enough to be hanging out with John and Eric from White Wizard. What's happening, guys? What's going on, man? We're excited to play. Hey, man, we're so psyched to be here to see you, and uh, we are really psyched because we're going to get a chance to go on stage and introduce you guys tonight. Awesome. Perfect. What are you guys going to say? Do you know yet? Uh, we, haven't, we haven't quite figured that out yet. Uh, this is yeah. quite a debacle. I can't wait to see how this goes down. Uh, a little nervous about it, actually. But anyways, we're uh, excited because coming in March 2010, over the top, the new White Wizard record is going to hit the United States here. I want to talk to you guys about how this is different. Uh, there's one thing that's very different, uh, and that's basically the lineup on this record as opposed to the last record. Tell us what happened with the last group of guys and how you uh, hooked up with this new group. Well, I'll give you the quick story here. Uh, summer of 2007, just kind of got tired of playing down-tuned metal and going on tour. Wanted to form a band, you know, based on the influences, the music I like, Maiden, Rush, Scorpions, Priest, etc., uh, went in my apartment, wrote a bunch of demos, demoed out the songs, and then I went out and just kind of talked to some people locally I knew that were kind of into metal and kind of formed the first lineup pretty quick. Um, it worked out well. It was sounding cool, so I went in the studio, financed a recording. We did it, and uh, it turned out really well. We, we you know, released it just locally, went on uh, some small tours, and just over time, you know, I didn't really take much time forming that lineup. We realized we wanted to go in different directions musically especially. They wanted to do more heavier, thrashy type of stuff. I wanted to do, you know, more songwriting-oriented, melodic uh, music with songs. Um, and, you know, we had some personal differences as well and, and commitment issues, etc. So we parted company, went separate ways. Um, and then after that, I set forth to write more material, and I went and took my time to form the new lineup. And, you know, I spent a lot of time looking for the right guys, not only musically but also personally. And um, I set out to find a singer that had a little bit more... Uh, you know, range and a little bit more epicness to him. I wanted to get a guy that had kind of a Halford, Tate, you know, Dickinson, Dio kind of thing going on because that's kind of the direction I wanted to go with everything. Um, and, you know, lo and behold, I found Wyatt in Florida. His, his band had just broken up, and I flew him out. I, I, I showed him the three songs I'd written, taught him the lyrics. He picked them up right away, and we went in the studio three days later after he'd flown out and recorded three songs, Over the Top, 40 Deuces, and White Wizard, um, the title track. And after that, he flew out, moved out. We looked for, you know, started looking heavy for our lead guitar player, and we found Eric in Detroit, Michigan. He'd been a fan of the band in the past. And uh, he moved out. We solidified the lineup, got the rest of the material together, recorded the record, and now we're kind of finally uh, getting out there and, and getting White Wizard into, I think, um, finally at the mode of being a touring band and, and finally having a real record under its belt, which I'm really excited about. Cool. Yeah, we're really excited about it too. And Eric, I mean, this was a this was a really big move for you because not only did you leave your your hometown to go join this band, but you basically left your band that you had going on in Michigan. Uh, tell us about getting in touch with John and how the audition happened. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Overload was on a downward spiral, and a lot of the guys had given up faith in the project. So I started looking around, and I went on Craigslist. I thought the the place where the most serious musicians are would be L.A. And the first one entry that I saw was White Wizard. And then I checked out the video, and I was immediately in love with the band. I checked out the rest of their songs, and I found that their entire uh, library was solid as well. It's really important not to just be a one-hit wonder, especially in metal music. But regardless, I still searched the entire country just looking for bands and what was out there. And then, as fate would have it, it was White Wizard. So, um... You know, I, I tossed around the idea for a while. I, I, I thought about it for about a month. And then 
I just emailed John. I said, hey, are you still looking for guitar players? He said, yeah, come on out on a Tuesday or a Thursday. I said, oh, I guess I missed it. You know, I can't come out this Tuesday or Thursday. You know, and I explained to him the situation. So I did a YouTube video audition. Uh, John dug it. And then I flew out there for a live audition. I learned two more songs. And uh, we went out to a restaurant uh, slash bar called The Red Lion. We hung out and vibed each other out. And then he said, I'll tell you what, man. What do you think about being the guitar player for White Wizard? I said, give me 48 hours, even though my mind was made up. I still didn't want to just say yes. And then I called him, like, I don't know, a day and a half later, said, I'm there. Cool. And flew back then to, to, to Michigan and sold everything you own and then drove across country. How was that drive? Not too bad, man. I mean, it's like a four-day journey. I got pulled over in Iowa. You know, I don't quite fit the profile there. The guy really sweated me out. He was... He was not playing around, but he was younger, and then when he found out I wasn't smuggling meth, he decided to uh, just let me on my merry way. Uh, besides that, you know, had some, some weather issues, but just uh, I was excited to get there. And it's just, just like our journey from uh, Los Angeles to Milwaukee, which was like 48 straight hours. We just uh, tunneled straight through it, you know, just took shifts, and the ex- excitement gets you from point A to point B. You guys just came from, I think, Cleveland last night to New York. Now... Those are like some pretty big drives, and for you guys to be 100% together, like I can tell that you are, and do a great show every night, it's just got to be tough to do that on the road. That wasn't even my question, but I just wanted to uh, quickly ask about these trips between cities. I mean, you know, it's one of those things, I think, adrenaline takes over at some point. I think the hardest part for me was the first 48 hours. We, uh, you know, we just, when you set out on a long trek like that and you start getting cabin fever, you start, you have to adjust to that, man. You're, you're out of your element at that point. There's no more, you know, luxuries of home. There's no more showers. You know, I mean, all those things that you take for granted get taken away and you have to psychologically adjust to that as well as, you know, everyone's personalities, you know, especially in metal. I've always said metal bands always have the most strongest personalities metal kind of attracts people that are all about individuality you know we're 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 a little bit you know more i think strong-willed and uh, you get five strong-willed guys in a van together and uh, you know there's some adjusting you know you got to adjust to different people's personalities quirks and, and, and everybody's you know got their moments and we're, I think things are finally settling in for us now, and, and you know it's it's a really good feeling. I think we're all really excited to be out here, and every show has been a phenomenal experience, regardless of the the, the difficulties of the cold. And I'm telling you, I mean, we're, if you want to test a band, this is a way to test a band. You know, the, the cold temperatures the last week, driving all the way to Milwaukee in two days, um, playing Montreal, all these different cities when it's just you know sub-zero temperatures. The crowds have been amazing, though. When we get on stage, the reaction's been phenomenal. And uh, it's all been worth it just for that. And that's what keeps you going, man. That's what, that's why we're out here. That's the dream. We all are really passionate about this. We wouldn't be out here doing this if we weren't totally 100% dedicated to it, you know. And then also there's been a lot of trials and tribulations. Right when we got into Boston, we pulled into a temporary parking spot, and then our steering column fell apart. So we tried to move the vehicle, and the, the steering wheel just spun around like Wheel of Fortune. If that had happened on the road and we were driving 70 miles an hour downhill, et cetera, we'd just been dead. And the, and the crappy thing about it would have been that they would have just said, yeah, they're a bunch of uh, idiot metalheads that ran off the road, you know. And they would have known that the car just fell apart. But anyway, as luck would have it, everyone in Boston was really cool. It was actually Worcester. But um, from the tow truck drivers going uh, out of their way to help us out and a friendly 
a mechanical shop that must have a soft spot in their heart for bands, we thought we might have to uh, cancel the tour because, I mean, that's it. That's our money right in, into that van. And they fixed it up for $150. We're on the road again. Then we go through Canada, and then they sweat us out for a good two and a half hours just running paperwork after paperwork and uh, didn't know if we were going to make it to the gig on time. Made it to the gig with about 30 minutes to spare. Loaded our gear on stage and, and rocked. Then, you know, another uh, being pulled over in the U.S. border, which is a bit more intimidating, by the way. It's like a lot more military. And then today, when, uh, when John, was, like, John was driving, he was taking over the last leg because right after the show, we left from Cleveland. So after we're done, we left at 1.30 in the morning to drive to New York City because it's, it's a pretty decent drive, right? And so right around New Jersey, John's like, I'm feeling something, man. The, the, the van just isn't feeling right. He pulls over, and we look, and the tire's really flat. And then we back it up, and uh, what, just a whole wedge and all this, this steel. Yeah, we were running on it. Basically, a chunk had been taken out, I think, last night when we went through some potholes. We'd been running all day on it. We didn't know it, but we were thinking everything was feeling a little squirrely. Then I heard a noise, and I was like, dude, i got to pull over. Something's not right. And it finally, I think, gave in, but luckily it didn't blow. Um, we came really close twice. I mean, we had the steering wheel issue happen where basically right after we parked in Worcester, Mass., we literally were parking the van and we lost steering. And the steering wheel was just going around and around and around. And if we had been driving and that would have happened, dead. Luckily it happened we were parked. This one, the tire almost blew. So twice, I mean, we've like escaped death already in a week. But each time, each time we made it, you know. So it's like this was meant to be the gods of metal are looking out for us. Very good, Yeah. Okay, I, before I ask the actual question I wanted to ask, I just want to say be careful, guys, because it's hard enough to do these long-distance drives, you know, in the summer, but in the winter when there are blizzards going on, especially between Cleveland and New York and Canada and all these places you've been, just be careful, guys, because we want to make sure white wizards are around. But like you said, I think the gods are the metal gods are watching over you guys. It's the, it's the white blizzard tour. That's what we're calling it. <laughs> Very good. Now, this the the tour that you're currently on has pirate metal, folk metal, how it's it's pretty diverse. How are the crowds reacting to uh, you guys who are are more, you know, traditional, straight ahead, hard rock? I think the great thing about this bill, you know, it was funny. I thought the same thing when I when we went into this tour. I'm I wonder how these crowds are going to react to us. The commonality theme that's going on here and why I think we're, we're getting such a great positive reaction is it's a positive environment. All these bands are about having a good time. It's a good times metal all the way through. Every single band is epic, good times. The entire environment is positive. The crowd's positive. There's not one band on the tour that's kind of, you know, I guess, you know, there's no negative energy coming out of this thing, man. And that's, I think we're a really positive band. White Wizard's all about good times metal, kind of bringing back the heavy metal parking lot vibe anyway. Um, and I think people are really reacting positively to that. We've gotten an extremely, extremely great reaction from every crowd we've played to so far. Awesome. One of the things I wanted to get back to is the members of this band. And I think that something that might set you apart is that because you have members like Eric and like Wyatt who completely uprooted their life to be part of White Wizard, everyone has a vested interest in making sure that it works. Yeah, that's how it goes, man. We really love this band. Um, it was meant to be. And uh, we've already told the story. We've sacrificed everything we had to make it happen. And um, to actually go out there and do it and play it live and, and see the results of it just, just proves that we made the right decision. Cool. And looking ahead, the album again, Over the Top, will be out in March. What, what are the plans, the future plans for White Wizard? Just more touring? 
right now it's tour as much as possible, I think. I mean, obviously, we just uh, just hooked up with a booking agent over in Europe, and, um, you know, we're, we're going over for the Hammerfest in March. We're really excited about that. That's going to be a great experience for us, and we just want to play in Europe and the States as much as possible, hopefully get to Japan as well. And, um, you know, it's just going to be a symbiotic relationship between us and the label and all the, you know, all the people involved. We've got to keep building a team get more and more people in the family of White Wizard and continue to spread the word. It's just, I think it'll continually grow. I think ultimately we just need to be heard. I think we've got great songs. I'm really proud of the songs on the record. I think the songwriting's top-notch. I think all the playing is top-notch. I think Eric's leads that he wrote are top-notch. I think that Wyatt's singing is top-notch. Everything about it, I just think the chemistry is really good between the individuals and the individual playing as well and the individual parts that sum up White Wizard, every element that makes it work, are all just at the top of their game right now. And I'm really excited to continue to build off that and see where it goes. One other thing, you know, to play with such professional bands as Swashbuckle Tier and Corporate Klani and to, you know, kind of hang with these guys in a sense, you know, it has to be seen live and I'm just really proud with how the shows have been going, you know. Would you guys in the future consider touring with some more traditional, maybe older heavy metal acts kind of getting in? Because, I mean, this is a... From what I've seen, a lot of the people here, it's a kind of a young crowd. Would you consider kind of tapping into those 30-somethings maybe who grew up with with traditional heavy metal? Um, and is that a possibility, like doing a tour with, you know, Saxon or something? I mean, yeah, I mean, for sure. I think that we'd love to get out with Saxon, UFO, uh, you know, of course, Maiden, Priest. I mean, my God, that would be not only a dream come true to even play with those guys but I mean ultimately I, I think it's important that we appeal to both demographics I really feel like the people that have been there so far the reaction I've gotten from them has been it's kind of like you know when I when I formed the band I'd gotten tired of it you know I, I want I was longing so much for this now the reaction from the crowds back is really satisfying to me because I think they're there too they kind of got to a point where they were longing for a band like this too I just happened to kind of say F it and make it and finally kind of just stop caring about getting signed and stop caring about what everybody thought, you know, was the, the sound of the day, so to speak. And I just formed this because I wanted to. No other reason. I just really loved the music. And I figured, you know what, if 10 people come see me every night, I don't care. This is just what I want to do the rest of my life. I just finally just kind of snapped, you know. I think a lot of the fans, the, the word that keeps coming back to us every show is refreshing. Every time we play, so many people come up to say, it's so refreshing to see a band like you. I think people are just kind of burnt out on the gray kind of, you know, going to a metal show and getting preached at how pissed off somebody is, and there's no song. And I think the best bands stand the test of time that have great songs, and I think we got them, so that's cool. Absolutely. Now, speaking of the record, um, it's going to be coming out on Earache, and tell the fans when they can get the album and how they can get the album. Well, basically, we're looking at uh, the, the, the U.S. release date is March 9th, of, of course, this year. And I believe the U.K. release date is February 8th. Okay, so February 8th of this year will be the U.K. release date. March 9th of this year will be the U.S. release date. And you can obviously go to earacherecords.com and get info on that. And, of course, they'll have vendors all over the uh, world that will hopefully be uh, selling the record. And um, I think it's it's going to be a great experience. I think we've got a great record here. we got a great team at Eric that's ready to get out there. And I think between the label and ourselves... Um, we're just going to get out there and try to kick ass and, and continue to, to get White Wizard heard because I think that's really what all we need to do right now is be heard. Cool. And I would like to mention Eric is uh, doing some online teaching of guitar. you got some great videos up there where people can go and learn the solos to classic metal songs. Uh, where is the best place for any potential 
students, not just online students, but maybe people who are interested in taking guitar lessons in the L.A. area, where can they get in touch with you? Sure, I've got a MySpace page set up just for teaching, and it's myspace.com slash Eric Kluber. So check that out. And also, um, I've just released two of them, and I'm going to be working on one more for Guitar World magazine. Um, the first one was put up last month. It was How to Solo Like Kirk Hammett. And this month's was How to Solo Like Angus Young. And they're fun little solos, about 30... 30-second solos, and I talk about the concepts behind them. And they're not too hard. They're very fun. So check those out as well at guitarworld.com. Very cool. We, uh, John and I are playing a cover gig in a couple months. And I tell you, I go online onto YouTube to try to learn some of these songs, see how other people are playing them. Half these tabs and online videos are, are so wrong yeah. that... Uh, it was refreshing to see you on there actually playing the stuff correctly. Yeah. There's a couple good videos, but I know exactly what you mean. It's funny when, when people are learning guitar and they think that because it's on the Internet, like, I found this tab, this is how you play it. I'm like, that's wrong, you know. I mean, that's, that's not even close. That's just some guy that put it up there that has no idea. So it's kind of funny in that sense. So check out my stuff. There you go. Get some IDs? Yeah, let's get some IDs, and then we got to get some photos and... Get ready for the show. Yeah, you guys got to play. Cool. Um, can we get a? Can we get your name, your band, and you're listening to Talking Metal? We'll do two. One from John. Yeah, this is John Leon from White Wizard, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Hey, this is Eric from White Wizard, and you're listening to Talking Metal.
what you just heard was brand new White Wizard. Go buy that on iTunes. Check out their video, too. Great video. The video which is, posted online. is great. And you can even go back and check out some of their older stuff, too. And their older video is just as cool. cool. I think it was the same director on both oh, really? videos. Okay, cool. yeah, no doubt. Cool. So, guys, um, White Wizard, you know, check them out. Go to the show notes. Buy White Wizard. We're going to shift gears and talk about an amazing tribute band Judas Priestess. We hooked up with uh, these sexy girls on our live show very recently on Talking Metal. And uh, definitely go to the show notes and check the pictures out of these girls. Militia has been a friend of the show for quite some time. And it was great to reconnect with her. And I would love to reconnect with them and do a gig with them. Screaming Metal and... And Judas Priestess. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Although we might have to edit some of the priest songs that we do yeah yeah we don't want to have repeat overlap definitely definitely but uh great girls and we appreciate their support of what we do so uh definitely support them go check them out online we'll have their uh their page their myspace page linked through today's show notes and uh we'll also play some uh, classic judas priest during the interview here so uh, without a doubt yeah let's check it out this is Judas Priestess on Talking Metal. And we're back with Talking Metal Live. Hey guys, we are very proud because sitting here in the studio, we have Grace and Militia from the great band Judas Priest. That's right. Yeah. Priestess, Priestess. <laughs> I, I, I have a cold, guys. <laughs> Let me do that again. Does anyone know the Heimlich maneuver? <laughs> Judas <laughs> Priest. <laughs> okay. Just for all you listeners, I'm going to redo it. Sitting to my right, we have Grace and Militia from Judas Priestess, a great band that I saw rehearse the other day. Yeah, don't worry, we edit the podcast version of this. <laughs> it's going to sound good. <laughs> but uh, guys, John saw you rehearse the other day, and I know you've been playing out. I want to talk about your gig that you did, I guess, a week and a half ago at this point out mm-hmm. in Brooklyn. Um, at what was what was the name of the place? The Brooklyn Bowl. Yeah, it was in Brooklyn Bowl. It's a new venue. It's supposed to be like the new hot spot right now. It's in Williamsburg. Uh, holds like wow, like six hundred, seven hundred people. And you guys packed the place. Oh yeah, the entire place. Oh yeah, that is so it's awesome. Beautiful. People are being thrown around. <laughs> I know there was, was a, a good old mosh show. Now, what kind of people showed up to the gig? Because because uh, Williamsburg, of course, is somewhat known as being maybe a more hipster type of uh, location. Were there true metalheads? Or was it more just hipsters, or was it a mixture? Or it was what kind a big of... mix. I think yeah. there was a lot of homosexuals, a lot of metalheads, a lot of <laughs> you know all types of people. Yeah, there was definitely like I make a point at every show to look out and see you know if I see any gray hairs in the audience that right. I know have been seeing Priest you know since like yeah. you know the eighties, and they they are kind of like a litmus to to see like whether or not we're good, whether or not we can like pull it off, whether or not we like get the job done, whether or not the old guys happy. could stay up late. <laughs> Our job true. is to make grown men cry, yeah. <laughs> especially when did. we go victim of changes. They see the people that go oh, crazy. Nice. Oh yeah, like, we've oh had a lot of grown men cry. During wow. our shows. Cool. Just in tears. They're just like oh, welling with emotion. <laughs> and, and how and how did it's you guys endearing. come together? Like, because um, A, you know, it's a Judas Priest band, so you all had to be fans of Judas Priest. Naturally. But you all 
are female too, so I'm imagining that that was a requirement to be in the band. You probably didn't want any dudes in the band, right? No so, dudes. No yeah. dudes. I, um, I think what we have. Did the you know each other? The <laughs> well, the, the way that it started. Did you know each other beforehand, or did you put out ads, like or how did you come together? Mm, we could both tell the story. Okay. All right. We're gonna tag team the story. Okay. So you joined before I did. Yeah. So how did that come about? Well, the way I met D, D's the other guitar player in okay. Judas Priestess. Right. We actually met at a Judas Priest concert, um, which was Judas Priest perfect. and Motorhead and Testament, the Metal Masters tour. And I went out to Jones smoke Beach. a cigarette. And I meet yeah. D, and no, I'm like, oh, you used to be in Girls, 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 all girl Motley Crue tribute. But she said, oh, oh that's okay. my old band. I'm starting a new band. And she said she was auditioning some people. And at the time, she was with Gita, our bass player. So in the very beginning, it was just... Dee and Gita had this idea that they wanted to start this Judas Priest tribute band. And at first they thought, like, you know, maybe we should do a Black Sabbath tribute. But then they thought, you know, Priest would be better. And we all like Priest better. I'd rather be in a Priest tribute than a Black Sabbath, you know. Sure. <clears throat> so, you know, two of them. Then I met them. So then that's three. And then Militia. Um, <laughs> this we, is it, It's a weird story. Yeah. So, okay, so a dear friend of mine was at my apartment and he was just kind of like trolling Craigslist, you know, for casual encounters, that sort of thing. Right. <laughs> and um, he sees this ad that says, all girl Judas Priest tribute band. And he was like, militia, this is tailor made for you. If you don't do this, I'm going to beat your ass. And I was like, right. yeah, but what if they're not even any good? Like, how do you know if they're good? We I thought that know. she was too big for us. We, we right. thought she was going to be too busy. So we had all these people come in and audition. And she was like the first one that came I was the up, first one the, that replied. The first and one they that replied. skipped over me. Wow. Because <laughs> they thought I was too. What did you say? What? They thought I they thought I was too busy. Yeah, she was too unavailable. Too unavailable. Too exclusive. Oh, because she had so many other professional gigs going. Yeah, on. yeah. so we okay. thought she was too busy. But when she came in, I was like, "Yay, sparks are flying! <laughs> right. I feel the fucking power!" I'm like, "Militia, awesome. she has to be the singer." Yeah, there's no one else that could do it. When I first came in to to hear the girls play, I, was, I really didn't know what to expect. And uh, the first song that we played together was "Hellbent for Leather." And as soon as it started, I was like. I was going to say that if you Mouthing what the fuck. Right. Yeah. It was so powerful. I mean, if you closed your eyes, you would have thought it was the record or something. Like, it was that intense. Right. I can attest to that because Mm -hmm. when I saw you guys in a Manhattan rehearsal studio, I was You cried. Yes. I I cried, which I often (laughs) do. And I was just blown away by the amount of detail you guys paid to the songs. I mean, I play cover songs, but I don't necessarily sit down and figure everything out note for note. And you guys do. I oh, mean, yeah. you know everything down to the T. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Well, we, <laughs> thank you. I mean, it's, we seriously it's just, you know, if we're going to do it, we got to do it. We got to do know? it right. We Especially being right. a woman rocker. It's like, you know, people, people expect like, us like, to oh, fail. you're going to suck. You're going to come out with an acoustic guitar and do some folk songs. Like, no, <laughs> motherfuckers, heavy metal. <laughs> Prove all and, these fuckers wrong. And my favorite thing is when I came down, you guys were dressed like you are now in complete, like, you know, Judas Priest style clothes, but you said, oh, we're sorry, we're, we're not in our costumes. And I said, what? I said, you guys, <laughs> you know, always look amazing, and you, you got true. the leather and the studs on all the time. And guys, we... And we are shooting this, by the way, tonight, and I would imagine it's uh, soon going to be on our YouTube.com slash Talking Metal page. Without a doubt. So you can check the interview out there and check the lovely ladies out there. And also check out their website, myspace.com slash judaspriestessband.com. 
uh, where you can check out pictures of you guys. And you have video clips up there, too. Where there was a clip from uh, the Asbury Park show, right? Yeah, uh-huh, the, the Stone Pony. The Stone Pony. There's a clip Brooklyn from our Bowl. first show. And now we just put up another video from that Brooklyn Bowl venue. Oh, cool. Which was insanity. We were doing You Got Another Thing Coming, and the audience just erupted. Wow. It was a mosh pit. There was crowd surfing. Some guy had to get kicked control. out because he was touching malicious boots and stuff. <laughs> this, guy <was> lick, <laughs> this guy was like licking security, my boot heels. Oh, he was my just God. tongue all up on my shoe. And I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know where you guys got to play? John and I are actually doing a show, and uh, I actually suggested uh, yeah. to the promoter that you guys play the the gig, but they already had a band uh, booked. Uh, we're doing a, a, a cover night at a place called Dingbats. I know. Oh, I've heard of Dingbats. Ding yeah. I've been there a couple you, times. You go over so good there. You know? We'd love to yeah. play there. We just want to play as much as we can. Yeah. Wherever that is, we're dying to play. We're just like, we love the music so much, and we love being together. Yeah. When we're not together, we're actually quite depressed yes <laughs> we get real sad we actually have our sights set we'd love to cross the pond this summer yeah, you know we'd wow. really oh, love wow. to play we had some europe? offers come in from yeah. like europe spain that sort of thing so we're working out the details uh we really have our sights set on sturgis so yeah, if anyone from cool. sturgis is listening we are ready and able and willing to play so well, let's talk about the, the United States right now, though. Where are the the next gigs going to happen for you guys? Do you Ma- have stuff um, lined Right up? now we're playing uh, March 5th, The Stone Pony, okay. which is uh, mm-hmm. one gig that we're doing. And the second gig is April 10th at um, High Velocity in Beachwood, New Jersey. Okay, Beachwood. Where Where is that down? That's I really don't know. Yeah. I'm, I don't go to Jersey, so I don't know. the shore. Somewhere over in Jersey. Cool. <laughs> Cool. And how how does the how you played Jersey once already, right? How does the Jersey crowd uh, compare to the New York crowd? You know, it, it, they're like older. They're older, they're older yeah. and they're yeah. like you know they've been there, seen that. Yeah, and they're very excited to see us do it. So right. it meant a lot. It means so much to have like the real fans be like, wow. That was great. You know, that means a lot. I always check in with them during the shows just to ask and be like, how are we doing up here? You like it? And they're like, fuck yeah. It takes a while for the audience to get used to us because they'll like, mm-hmm. you know, they'll kind of stand and watch us for the first two songs. And then right. once you get into the third song, it's like they go crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> People are being thrown across the room and, oh, yeah, you yeah. know, like it's just awesome. Actually, um, Dennis Dunaway from Alice Cooper, the bass player, came uh, right. to see us play. At Original the, Alice yeah. Cooper bass. Yeah, he came down to the Seaside Tavern. We just played a show there on Saturday. Oh, cool. And so you've came. played numerous shows in Jersey then? No, that was Connecticut. Oh, oh yeah, Seaside? Connecticut. Oh, I Sorry. thought Seaside is a Jersey town. My yeah, bad. So okay. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, Seaside, Connecticut. Not far from Fairfield. Okay, cool. Yeah, it was good times. And um, there, there is such an amazing amount of uh, just awesome songs by Judas Priest. Oh, I yeah. mean, and, and obviously... You guys are playing the hits like, you know, Breaking the Law, Living After Midnight, Screaming for Vengeance, and uh, Another Thing Coming, and, and stuff like that. But are, are you di- a victim of changes you mentioned? Are you dipping into any of the more obscure tracks? Mm-hmm. And could you mention maybe some of those? Yeah, we do Touch of Evil. Oh, sweet. Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, we're looking at, you know, we're working on our two-hour set right now. Okay. So wow. the songs coming up next are like Steeler. Diamonds oh, and Rust. Diamonds there you and go. Rust. Which is Dissident Aggressor. Dissident Aggressor, Oh, yeah. awesome. Because, awesome. you know, they just got the Grammy for that, so we yeah, have right. to add that to our repertoire, of course. Right, right. And um, we play Tyrant, uh, Tyrant The Ripper, there you Nightcrawler, go. Metal Gods, You Got Nothing Coming, Victim of Changes, The Hellion Electric Eye, Green Mat, Lee She. 
<laughs> you know, the cool. whole yeah. long list. Great. <laughs> yeah, it's Great. a long list. Yeah. Good stuff. Now, mm-hmm. Militia, aside from the guy who was licking your boot, which was a cool <laughs> thing, you were happy about that, I want to know, does Judas Priest... He's a yeah. foot worshiper. He <laughs> bows <laughs> down in fidels. <laughs> what are the groupies like for Judas Priestess? They're very nice. Hilarious. <laughs> They're so funny. They, they, they pay for dinner a lot. <laughs> they do pay for dinner. They bring us little gifts. They're they're so sweet they, and endearing. It's nice when you take them to the Guitar Center. It's like, oh, by the way, I need a new cable. Yeah. I need some guitar spray. And, hmm. They're I good usually to me. try not to take do advantage of Do you get any uh, female groupies? <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah Are you yeah, kidding? So, right. Uh, actually, on Blabbermouth, that was a, a question that kept reoccurring. It was like, is Militia a lesbian? I hope so. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you know? well, leave like, them guessing, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, leave yeah. them guessing. Well, it's so funny. Actually, if you if you check on that blurb they wrote about us on Blabbermouth, the comments are fucking hilarious. Hilarious. Because usually Blabbermouth, Blabbermouth's like the CNN of right. heavy, heavy metal. metal so. yeah. No doubt. And the comments are just like, it's people just like having a field day. Ripping apart whatever uh, yeah. you know, no, no. Yeah. Reviews, the though, month. We got a though. lot of reviews that were really positive. Good. good, and then some were that were so overtly sexual or over the top or whatever. It's like they're like boobies. <laughs> like wow, do you see that singer's ass? It's like it's like for days. It's huge. You know? it's like, oh, okay. Um, John and I get a lot of reviews yeah, on Blabbermouth too, and, none, and they're not sexual they and they're not positive. Ass. Yeah. <laughs> what, my favorite review, and I don't want to talk about talking metal here. I want to talk about Judas Priestess, but I have to say it. It said John Astronomy, better known as John Ostrowski. It said, "Is he a journalist? No. Is he a musician? No. Is he a roadie? No. Does he flip burgers? Not qualified." Wow, that's Signed funny. John's mom. <laughs> that's crazy. That's hilarious. And then the, my, another one was, uh, and I, here are the glasses. It said, "Them fucking glasses." That was the title of the review, and it said, Ooh. "Those glasses went out twenty years ago." He is not Aussie, and he sure as hell ain't John Lennon. <laughs> yes, wow. I, I love those reviews. Those are good, wow. but I'm used to it. At first, yeah. I, I was a little sad when I saw my first negative review, but, <laughs> but now. Now I like them. Wipe those tears you know, away. Yeah. <laughs> but now I Strong think they're hilarious. Show. I love it. And now, you know, almost if I don't stir somebody up and do something that, like, ticks somebody off, I get mad. So I like it now. I like uh, ticking of course. people off. Militia, what's your favorite Judas Priest record? Um, I go back and forth with it a lot. But um, I would say, well, right now it's British Steel. It really is. I have, like... I've been listening to it nonstop for like the past two weeks, Such and I'm a good just record, like yeah. I'm in that zone right now. Um, it goes it goes in waves, you know. I get stuck on one record, and then I'll put that down, and then switch to another record, put it down, you know. So right well, now it's British Steel. That's the flavor of the month for me. Yeah, I like uh, the Rage, you know. That's mm, off of British yes. Steel. so so good. The bass mm-hmm. line at the beginning, oh, just sick. amazing. Mm-hmm. And Grace, how about you? What are your uh, your favorites or favorite? I go through waves myself. <laughs> I went through uh, Sad Wings of Destiny phase. Mm-hmm. I went through a Sin After Sin phase. I went out. It's hard yeah. because there's so many albums. <laughs> and there's so many good songs. But my the songs I've been listening to a lot like recently are like Solar Angels. Um, God. A lot of stuff from like, um, what is it? How do you call that album? Oh my God! This is bad. <laughs> brain fart. You know brain that album, fart. Brain Fart. Um, Ram it down. Ram it down. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people don't like Ram it down, but I think they have a couple good songs. They got that that song, Heavy Metal, and stuff like that. I like. 
I don't know who this is. Somebody just sent me the link of you guys on Blabbermouth with the comments. I don't know if they wanted me. <laughs> yeah. to read. Oh, wow, but there's a real funny. cool picture here of you guys actually with uh, Halford. Yeah, with Halford. Yeah. Very cool. Where'd you guys uh, meet him? That was on the set of VH1's That Metal Show. Oh, excellent. Uh, he was the guest that day, and they invited us down to, you know, hang out and meet him and talk, and and uh, he gave us his blessing. So that was a... That was a That has moment. got to be the ultimate <laughs> thing to have Helford say, look, you guys are cool. I like what you're doing. I'm behind you, and yeah. I endorse what you're doing. That's well, amazing. You know what gave us a you big hug? I was like, oh, my God. The ultimate, actually, would be funny you mentioned that because that is something I wanted to bring up, is that the ultimate dream of dreams for this band is to have Halford come out and guest sing with us. Oh, yeah. That'd that be would be the ultimate dream of dreams. So, if he Robbie, shows up at a show, <laughs> we'd be very Come happy. sing with me. I would love to sing with you. Come on, we can we can do a little duo, duet kind of moment. It'd be hot. Rob was here. <laughs> was it last show? Uh, or the one before that? That was two shows ago, yeah. Right. That was actually Mike Davis who sent me that link. Oh, cool. So, yeah. Mike, Hello, Davis. Mike Davis. Mike Davis, our good yeah, friend. Yeah. Producer of Talking Metal and Fuse. I won't read what he wrote, but uh, yeah, there's more to it. But anyways, uh, Mike, hope you're doing well. Um, so let's talk about criticism that cover bands get sometimes. Uh, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, they're not creative. They're not writing their own music. And, and how do you guys respond to, to that type of stuff? Well, I usually don't respond to it if it's just like online Internet bullshit. But if someone asks me that directly, I mean, I have an original band. You know, uh, Swear in Your Life is five years strong now. Yeah, I was going to ask you. Yeah, and I songwrite and I play instruments and stuff. I'm just not doing it in this band, you know. So as a musician, I'm not narrowing myself to one thing. I do a lot of different things. So, um, and with this, it was just kind of like, you know, this is something very specific, but I knew that I I had to do it because I don't want anyone else doing it. Like, I want to be the one doing it because I love the music. Right. And that's what it's about, ultimately, at the end of the day. So, you know, I'm doing it justice. And that's it. That's all she wrote. If someone's interested to see if I can write... You can check out my original band. Yeah, and, and swear in my life is uh, is still going. Mm-hmm. Swear in your life still going. Yeah, I still have yeah. the shirt. Yeah, yeah, baby. When you were here with with the band the last time. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're um, we're looking at doing South by Southwest. Oh cool. And we're recording at the end of this month, and um, we're doing we're playing Seaside in Jersey. We're doing the Seaside Music right. Festival again. Cool. Cool. <laughs> so we got some things on tap for the year. Excellent. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Mike Davis and speaking of talking metal. Mike Davis confused, says, they, they can they play painkiller? Oh, question. Uh, question mark. This is always question the mark. magic yeah. question. It's Everyone question. wants to know, can they play painkiller? Like, that's the litmus test if, mm-hmm. if we're good or not. We actually haven't played it as a band yet, but I'm dying to. We're all dying I to. I learned cool. on a guitar. Yeah, she knows. I got early head start. It's so funny. People, ago. like, test me. Like, are you going to be able to sing it? I'm like, are you kidding like that's like it's just like this vocally it's the easiest to do yeah. it's the shit that goes up and down is the hard stuff to do like right. that's easy you know so. so when you're up in that high register it's easy that's to stay fine because yeah. it's steady but yeah. if you're like doing the real low stuff and then have to go really high that's yeah. hard and grace how about you do you play original music i write my own riffs when i'm at home um i'm not much of a songwriter i kind of just like you know write up riffs and play guitar play you know Metallica, I'm at home, or some old 80s Pantera, some right, Come cool. On Eyes and Projects in the Jungle. Um, but when, I don't know, I just play Priest, write my own riffs. I'm not really, you know, trying to 
write anything right now. I'm just trying to get down all this material. And so it's like second nature. And how hard mm. is that? Do you do you just sit there with, with you know, <laughs> listening to the songs over and over again? Or well, No, you... not really anymore. I mean, like at this point, it's just kind of like I'll just run through everything. Like I don't really need to listen to it at this point. But I mean, you know, I do sometimes just to refresh, you know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I've heard these songs so many times and played them so many times along with the song that it's like it's kind of second nature at this point. So now I'm just kind of just playing it right. by well, ear. Good for you. Own. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tell you one thing, as a musician myself, and John can vouch for this, we've played in uh, original bands together and apart for years, and we play a gig, and, you know, you get 10 people down there. The second, the, the only cover gig I've ever played, right. we sold the place out. It's like 230 yeah. people See? showed up. You know, it's That's just like, so, so uh, when people criticize musicians for doing uh, covers, all I can say is, why don't you support the original stuff? Yeah, you know, right. you're, you're yeah. there when the cover bands play, but you don't, you're you're not interested in the original music. So right. the same yeah. people who are uh, you know saying something negative about the cover bands aren't going to see the original right. band. So right. it's like hypocritical, totally. Yeah, yeah. But, I definitely. It's, it's like we've been together for like five months. We've mm-hmm. been together since July, and I've never seen a tribute band that's met like the artists that they were. You know, right in five and months, and got you like you know an okay from that person, yeah. and was like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't see like the Iron Maidens or any other tribute band get that. So yeah. I think that for us being together for such a short time, being on Blabbermouth and Decibel, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. and this is cool. my first band, so I'm like, oh wow, this is oh, fun. I'm yeah. yeah. for the yeah. ride. Cool. Like <laughs> super immediate yeah. success. Yeah. I love it. But Grace, I wanted to tell everybody and remind everybody that may not know that you were on episode 101 of Talking Metal on Fuse with your friend Rachel, and uh, we featured Slayer, and Ozzy. Carrie King was there, and Ozzy, yeah. and thank you for coming down for that, man. You oh, really I had a cool. blast. It was good times. Now, do you have the Slayer tattoo or the Ozzy tattoo? I have a Slayer tattoo from long times ago. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we had a blast doing that show, and that was actually the second episode because the pilot came first. Right, right. Yeah, cool. Technically, the second. I'm glad to be back, but With on the that. on the radio show. On the radio, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's going to be on video as well, so we cool. will do it up. Now, awesome. we we may have kind of hinted at this uh, earlier, but let's just uh, give full credit to the other members of the band. Can oh, you yeah. tell us exactly who they are? Shout out to D Mercedes, JoJo, and Gita Gash. Cool. Mm-hmm. So D plays guitar. You mentioned yeah. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. JoJo drums. Drums. Uh huh. And who? Gita is the bass player. Gita is the bass player. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. And they're all Manhattan, Brooklyn people, or uh, JoJo's from Jersey. Okay. Uh, Gita lives in uh, the city, and D lives, uh, you know. In Queens, okay, with yeah. me. Cool. You guys are roommates. No, oh, no. You just live in. They're we live, bur- we live in the same borough. We're right. borough buddies. Borough mates. I'm trying to get out of that borough, though. Oh, yeah. I can't stand it. Yeah, it seems that's a common theme in in Queens. Sometimes, no. She's offense, trying to get out. <laughs> we gotta get no out offense. of there. I love Queens. I love Queens. Yeah. Our uh, camera guy here, Jay, is a resident of Queens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what I wanted to mention to yes, you? Yes, but no, is I don't. The last, <laughs> the last time you mentioned <laughs> Judas Priestess on the air here at Talking Metal, I told you we saw a spike in our hits cool. on MySpace, and you were like, no, no, I doubt that's from us. That couldn't have been from us. And I said... I was, think you have more <laughs> listeners than you think. Wow. That was well, probably just cool. John and I making sure the link worked. Yeah, yeah I'm just, I clicked through like a thousand times yeah. just to check yeah. it out. Well, what I wanted to let website. you know was that cool. somehow well, our, our profile got deleted 
I don't know how oh, that no. happened. Really? So we lost all those hits and all those comments oh. and all those friends. So if you guys are listening and you added us before, please re-add we us. Add that fucker Tom, I guess, had a problem and deleted He's our profile. <laughs> Wait, We're gonna beat Tom's ass. Yeah. And, you never <laughs> and, and dress him in leather. Is that a real guy? <laughs> and you never found out why. No, they no didn't give us why. any reason. They, they just kind of booted us off. So if you want to re-add us, go to MySpace.com. Yeah, well, we will add you again. Slash. Yeah, MySpace.com slash Judas Priestess Band. And is that a new address? Was the other address? It's the same, same address. That's we got so to keep odd. the same address. Really that weird. was really strange. I don't know what it was. So <sighs> we had to start from scratch and right. build the page. But now there's actually more stuff than there was before. You've got more videos up there, um, and there's also a live version of uh, "You Got Another Thing Coming" is up there from the Stone Pony. Awesome, cool. cool. And uh, Militia, we know that you're into all types of music, uh, you know. But um, what are some of your favorite heavy metal bands besides Judas Priest? Oh, Amon Amaroth. Okay, I love awesome. my Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> I love my Vikings. Um, I love Pantera. Anything that's like really intense and has groove, I'm all about it. There's got to be like that groove, you know? Yeah. Or like Sound something barrier. that's really yeah, <laughs> or like something that's really intense and is just so insane you can't help but like adore the uniqueness of the band you know like um, Cannibal Corpse or Unleashing uh, the Bloodthirsty yeah <laughs> or like um, what's that band oh God I'm gonna say their name wrong the band with the dog lead singer. They have like two dogs that sing league. <laughs> I don't know Kids that. Like K- Canisys or something <laughs> like that. You gotta that. listen to it. It's so funny. It's like really? metal band, and the vocals are done by like two pit bulls. Oh god, and they're based out of Brooklyn. Like, this is wow. real. If you go on to MySpace, you can you can find them. It's so funny. Right there. Yeah, and they have band pictures with like the two dogs. That's funny. Wow. Like, and they just bark dude. into the mic. Yeah, like they, wow, yeah. Growl. It is hilarious. That you gotta you funny. have to listen to it. We'll look at it later. That is, we definitely got it. That's a great yeah, idea. It's called like Caninesis or Caninus or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And Grace, how about you? Besides Judas Priest, what are your, who are your favorite heavy metal bands? Oh, I like, uh, I like the thrash genre. I like a lot of eighties, eighties crap. Right. <laughs> I like London. I like London. Nice. Yeah. I like London. Later, I've been listening decreased. to a lot of London. I've listened to a lot of Odin. I've been listening to oh, a lot Odin, of Randy yeah. Odin. A lot, a lot of that. L.A. A lot of like Hollywood L.A. Rock. sleaze glam yeah. lately. Very, very a lot good. of Motorhead. A lot of like uh, Thin Lizzy. Um, a lot Odin of Rat. A lot an of interesting yeah. story. That was a band that that they used to say that Axel used to go watch and and, and, yeah. and listen wow. to and a very similar vocal sound. Don't you think? Yeah. 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 And uh, just never. We're able yeah. to go anywhere. I'm a you know? big guy. Like, going to Armored Saint. When's that? From Odin. Uh, I don't know. The Duncan Brothers. I'm not yeah, sure. It's possible. I'm not sure. Yeah. You know, I love old school '80s Pantera, like I Am the Night and Metal Magic and Projects oh, wow. in the Jungle. And I listen to like a lot of Randy Rhodes stuff. With Ozzy. And you have a Randy Rhodes guitar? I got a Rhodes guitar. I got cool. a JS30 RR5. And is that what you're playing in Judas Priestess? Yeah. I have like a couple guitars. That's one of them I play. The other one I have is like, a, I got the Eric Peterson signature Dean guitar from Eric. He sent it to me. Wow. So it's pretty cool. 
It's got EMG pickups and mother pearl inlays, and it's very nice. What kind of what kind <laughs> of nice. gear are you <laughs> running nice. through? Do you do like like a distortion pedal into a Marshall? I don't really you... like to use the distortion pedals. I pretty okay. much just plug into the amp in my head, and that's it. That's really, it. okay, yeah, cool. very good. That's no I'm, frills. Unlike me, I have like fifty pedals. To, yeah, to I'm not. Mask a, I'm not a pedal person. Yeah. You know, <laughs> not really. <laughs> Everything that we do is like slightly off. But no, right. I'm it's, <laughs> it's good. Yeah. It's always okay now, to Mark, be slightly Mark's off. Mark's got some killer gear Bogner yeah, yeah. Really I, I need it believe me yeah, yeah. Uh, just because the playing is <laughs> nah, I gotta get true. me a Hamer if there's if there's yeah. any uh, fans out there I'll take donations for a Hamer <laughs> I'll take like one a, please one of those black PayPal and white donate things on your, your MySpace page and say look if you'd like to contribute to the gear for Judas Priestess click this button yeah that's what Grace we need. needs a new Hamer mm. yep now, as far as g- dividing the guitar duties, um, do you kind of stick to the one person takes Glenn's solos, another takes KK's, or is, is it well, not really like that? D is like pretty much the solo person. I mean, okay. I, I'll come in on some solo parts, right? but I'm still working, you know? Still getting there. Still yeah. getting there. D's yeah. been playing a lot longer than I have. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll probably be where D's at, you know, hopefully in the next couple years you yeah, know yeah. but i'm she's kind of up here and i'm kind of in the middle cool you know like i said she's been playing 20 years longer than me but 20 years longer. yeah, <laughs> that could yeah. Do it, yeah. <laughs> so uh you know i got some catching up to do but you know i think we're a really good axe team i think that she does a lot of the soloing and i keep the rhythm section tight with right. the bass and the drums and okay. you know i come in on some parts but i think overall like you know she's more of the solo shredder type and I'm the rhythm section you know but I come in and do some solo stuff too with choreography right very good good. (laughs) synchronized headbanging yeah we're professional headbangers by the way Mm -hmm. (laughs) we have like the best hair band (laughs) we're known for our big hair Uh and our big uh Guitars. We should do like a Pantene commercial. <laughs> well, actually, we have a, an instructional video. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> we I made this wait, up wait. at the last gig. This is just It's an a instructional joke. video as How to do what? Do what? <laughs> it's, it's a heavy metal workout video. Oh, yeah? It's uh. heavy metal aerobics volume one. We were just we were fucking around like, before we went on stage at the last gig. And like the back room we were in had all these mirrors. And we were getting amped. And you know, I did a couple stretches. And then like the girls were like, oh, yeah, let's do some of that. And we're like doing stretches. <laughs> and then we're like, and one, and two, and you shot this on three. video? Yeah. Well, oh, we should have. We should have. We, had, we, we should have Jay Bones down there shooting it. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it was a trip, though. Yeah, we needed yeah. hot rock in the back We had a, a, a girl on earlier who has put out a heavy metal cookbook, cookbook so yeah, why not so a heavy, heavy metal, metal I know we heard video. about this yeah. oh hell bent for cooking well we have called it we are the first ones to come out with a heavy metal instructional video yeah absolutely go for it and why don't you guys you guys have the, the perfect heavy metal outfits yeah on. that's Let's talk about gonna, what you're well, we, we dress like this every day I mean we kind of dress know. like this anyway, all the time people always go oh you look like you're like going on stage I'm like well, I'm not really I'm just kind of like going to the store right exactly yeah. Where? Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Grace. Let's start with your boots. Those are unique, awesome. I love these boots. Hard rock and boots. Uh, where did you get those? I got these at Trash and Vaudeville, like about five or six years ago. Okay. Cool. Yeah, they're really cool. Like uh, they're the first pair of studded cowboy boots I could have ever found. <laughs> I've never found cool. a pair. I'm like, okay, I don't care how much they are. I gotta get them. <laughs> well, she, your boots uh, yeah. are also quite awesome. Let's talk Thank about you. those. Well, these are actually just like 
regular like designer booties, but there's a bootstrap over them that I got at a biker shop in oh. Myrtle Beach, South so you Carolina. Customized them yourself. I did. Yeah, nice. I did. And what's so funny is that like all the yuppie girls look at my shoes and they're like, "Those look expensive." <laughs> I'm like, well, they kind of are. They kind of are. Yeah. But the bootstraps like totally make it. Yeah. There's this hot biker store down in Myrtle Beach called Jammin' Leather. Oh, God. You go there, too? Oh, God. Yes, of course. <laughs> I've gotten some stuff out of there. That's funny. Hell, yeah. Got me my bootstraps and uh, some other little doodads, mini skirts and leather pieces because mm-hmm. I love the leather. It looks great on you guys. Thank and you. Grace, tell us about, we want to give out a shout out to Rachel, who was also on Talking Metal on Fuse, and you said she made some of the stuff you're wearing. Yeah, she made uh, me like pretty much... All the guitar straps I have, I pretty much wear her straps on my stage when I'm on playing. She made these uh, really cool, uh, they kind of look like KK armbands. Uh, they got, you know, chains and leather and stuff. So she's good stuff. She uh, she was just at the NAM convention and she sold a bunch of straps to Eli uh, J. Roth from Scorpions and Slash from Guns N' Roses. So her company's, you know, going cool, good right? and I'm... Good representing heavy leather nyc cool. <laughs> which is our company so yeah mm-hmm. i get my stuff like custom made or i'll go to a store you know how about your belt which is pretty cool my belt i found this in brooklyn for about like 12 dollars yeah. good find cool. yeah. that's really great yeah so i kind of mix and match stuff i guess custom stuff shopping you know whatever excellent yeah. Melissa, i want to ask you what advice would you give a young teenage girl who wants to become a heavy metal vocalist get out now don't do it (laughs) don't Don't do do it it. (laughs) forget about it (laughs) well i mean the thing is about being a heavy metal vocalist is that like you know you got to keep in mind that sometimes you're not going to be able to party like everybody else when you're out and about especially on tour because you got to have longevity you know you gotta you gotta save your voice you gotta you know preserve you know, so that's something that a lot of vocalists, like when they go out on the road for the first time, they kind of lose sight of that or forget that. Or they don't understand why they can't talk after they just, you know, finished two bottles of Jack, you know, the night before. You know, you really have to balance it out, you know, between being vocally safe and not vocally safe, you know. You have to know when you can blow it out of the water and when not to. So that's that's the most important thing is really figuring out what works for you. You know, some people can't drink at all before they sing or or play, you know, and... um other people can't play before they. Some people can't play with or without the alcohol. Yeah. But. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the other thing to remember too is that you also have to find the right niche. Like, yeah. if you're going to put a band together, make sure it's people that you vibe well with. It can't just be like, oh, well, I know this guy who plays, so we're going to see if anything comes out of it. If That's you don't pointless. feel it, like, initially, if there isn't any chemistry, you might as well just get out. It doesn't matter how talented you are. You know, it's better to be with someone who maybe isn't so skilled and plays with passion yeah. over someone who's getting their life on guitar and they're just, like, they're in it for themselves and there's no connection because then there's no point. Like, I feel very lucky to have met 
the girls, you know, in Judas Priestess because I have a really strong connection with them. And we all feel it. We all feel it. We're like the bitches of Eastwick. We're, we're magnets like, we're, for metal. We're, really like <laughs> we're magnets for each other. Drawn to each other. If we don't see each other like once or twice a week, we start getting the shakes. I know. We get angry. It's like, oh, we need to play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we it's need true. to play a lot. It's true. Yeah. Cool. Well, so, guys. Oh, go ahead. I was wondering, like, I wanted to put out to the universe that if Rob Halford, if you're listening out there. <laughs> say it, girl. Say it. We want to we want to model your metal god's clothing. Yeah. Because I think oh, that would be really cool for yeah. the priestess to model the priest. Hell yeah. You know, we should, uh, we know his, uh, who's, who, what's Chip? What's his official Publicist. title? Publicist. really well. A good friend of ours, actually. We could uh, definitely. Put you guys in touch. Put, put you that in would touch. be great. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be really great. Because I think that would be a great idea. And, Without a doubt. Uh, Rob uh, is definitely out there promoting the uh, T-shirts, and we want to help him promote. Yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely cool. help. We him definitely want to metal god apparel. collide. Yes, mm-hmm. great idea, great idea. Yeah, no definitely. Just thinking. Let's get into some uh, music right now. Victim of Changes by Judas Priest. Then we'll come back and wrap things up and play a little more music. Sounds great. Anymore. 
What you just heard was off of Sad Wings of Destiny, Judas Priest, a song that you can hear Judas Priestess play. No doubt. And you guys do, uh, the the live version's a little different, right, than the studio version? Do you guys? Yeah, just a little bit. The bridge is different. Oh, okay. You know? And the yeah. tempos are different. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, But essentially it's the same. I mean, we do the same kind of arrangement in that laid back, like, 70s kind of groove. We're, we're cutting it like that, and... Vocally, it's it's pretty much the same. I mean, Halford and I have very similar vocal range, right? So, like high notes and stuff like that. It's it's the same, and it's freakish because he, you know he's a guy doing it, right, yeah, yeah. you know. So it's like, oh my god, okay. So, but do he you, he loves that whole operatic kind of sound. He can do all of that. Let me. He said uh, once that he has an iPod with priest songs and Queen songs yeah, on it. He because, told us that. Yeah, because yeah. he loves that sound yeah. you know it's very passionate dramatic freddie mercury yeah operatic yeah. sound which freddie mercury is one of my idols too cool well we're wrapping things up here but let me just ask you a question um about halford's singing you're mm -hmm. a vocal expert i i swear that he now sings differently than he used to like it almost sounds like like now he sings more on top whereas he may have been a little more throaty and from the gut mm -hmm. it, it, do you agree with that or yeah, is I that can hear no? it a little bit yeah i mean it's it's vocally damaging to do all throat all the time right i mean it really can rip you up so i mean doing it more as like you know head voice falsetto stuff like that it's safer for your chords mm -hmm. But usually people don't want to hear that. <laughs> they want to hear the aggressive, throaty, kind of angsty sound, you know, because it just, it, it, it's got more energy behind it. But it's also damaging. So right. Interesting. Gotta save those vocal cords. Gotta save it. <laughs> I try to mix it up between the two, you know, because like I have a really high belt, which means I can sing high notes very loudly. You know, that's where I, where I am my best is up there. Um so, but when you do the low aggressive vocal stuff for a girl, it's like you really have to condition your voice to nail that and then do the high stuff and bounce between the two worlds. So it's tricky, but it's fun. Cool. <laughs> well, guys, we'd love to get a Talking Metal ID from you before you go saying your name, your band, and you are listening to Talking Metal. You can do them together or one at a time, whatever is okay. uh, easier, okay. whenever you're ready. All right, so how do you want to do this? Do you want to do, it? <laughs> do you want to do one separately, and then we'll say you're listening to Talking Metal? Yeah. Okay. This is Grace Made in Metal, rhythm guitar from Judas Priestess. And this is Militia, lead vocals in Judas Priestess. And you're listening, listening to, to Talking, Talking Metal. Metal. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Yeah. yeah. One of our, our better IDs. Yes, <laughs> no doubt. Okay, cool. Guys, Excellent. guys. Make sure you check this band out. We will have links up in today's show notes if you are listening to the podcast, podcast version of this. Uh, MySpace.com slash JudasPriestessBand.com. Uh, and again, big thanks to the girls for coming down to no today's doubt. show. No problem. Thank, Thank you, you guys. for having us. If anyone's interested in booking us, you can yeah. uh, send an, uh, G uh, an email to our Gmail. Cool. What's, <laughs> what's the Gmail? It's JudasPriestessBand at gmail.com for good. anyone who wants to book us. Cool. Or any interest. We're going to end today's live show with a song uh, that was sent in to us by a Berkeley student. The cool. artist is called, uh, I guess their project is called Shredding the Envelope, 
and uh, Caravan of Cannibals is the song. Uh, this guy, I'm imagining he's a young guy. If he's a Berkeley student, uh, blew me away. Is all sorts of special guests on the record. I think George Lynch, Chris Paul, wow. and uh, Michael Angelo. I mean, all wow. sorts of great guys playing on the record with him. And the production sounds just incredible for an unsigned artist. So again, the the project here is called Shredding the Envelope. The the song caravan of cannibals and if you're listening again to the podcast version of this we will have it linked through today's show notes guys thanks for listening yeah, we had, thank you we guys had just a great uh, oh, thank you guys today. you guys are awesome yeah, thank, well, you. thank you thank you guys and a big thanks to the talking metal listeners uh, so many doubt. of you tuned in tonight i think it may have been a record i know a big part of that oh, was, wow. uh, well judas priestess was a big no part of it. keep the faith <laughs> yeah, great the guess, you like can't rock without David the role <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. And thanks for plugging into Priestess. Hell yeah. John and Mark. See us sometime. Yeah. Come bang some heads with us. Some heads (laughs) will roll. There you go. And we want to give a special thanks to everybody else as well. Um, David Ellison, of course, of Megadeth, Bruce Killick, uh, and The Morbid Chef, and, of course, Richard Christie. Christie. And a big big thanks to to David, who has, of course, just uh, rejoined Megadeth. It's really a a historic uh, moment moment in 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 metal metal. history, and, and we are so happy. And what I said to him on the air before, I I really mean that that I've always felt something was a little off with Megadeth. That's just me since he's been. I mean, we love James Lomenzo and all these other guys. I I knew him from back in the old days. But, uh, you know, I really think that the two Daves really work well together. Yeah, and we are are thrilled that he chose Talking Metal as really his first. uh, I know he gave a few lines to uh, ClassicRock.com, but this was his first interview since rejoining Megadeth. So we are are honored that he... uh, chose us or or at least responded to our request to come right, on the yeah, show no yeah. doubt and a uh, great guy and john's been friends with him for a while i actually had him out to your My apartment, apartment for yeah. the last interview so that, yeah. that was awesome and again this this project here guys shredding the envelope caravan of cannibals on talking metal check it out and have a good night guys mm-hmm.